Chiang Mai Bhaktivinoda. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So there are many spiritual books available. Some are Mayavadis and some are Sahajas, but new devotees don't have the intelligence to tell that. Meanwhile, they don't read our own books because it might be too hard to understand. So how should we approach, the, approach these devotees and help them? Well, in the Dasmul Bhaktivinoda Thakur begins by saying, Amnaya Prahatatvam Harim Viha Paramam Sarvashaktim Rasabdim, etc. The importance of revealed truth. Right? As descending Sadhu Shastra Guru and Vaishnav. So many times, Srila Guru Maharaj mentioned that in preaching, that he was once challenged by someone from the audience saying, if the finite can know the infinite, it's not infinite. And Srila Guru Maharaj's response was that if the infinite cannot make itself known to the finite, he's not infinite. So at the basis of all of this, has to be this foundation that it is at the heart of the matter is the infinite revealing itself to the finite. This is the point we have to start to begin everything. This principle, before we go on and do so many, mention so many other things, this principle has to be embraced, accepted, Achintya Shakti, by the inconceivable power of the infinite, can the infinite make itself known to the finite? That means revealed truth or revelation. Not that something's a spiritual book, a so-called spiritual book. What does that mean? It means many things to many different people. As you mentioned, why, on the one hand, sahajyaism, imitation. You know, imitation sugar isn't sugar. Right? Imitation anything. Counterfeit uh, money isn't real money. You say, oh, it looks like money. Oh, I found somebody who will accept that. <laughs> It doesn't change the um, change its substance. Right? Mayavad. You mentioned Mayavad. Mayavad means the idea everything is Maya, including Krishna. Right? Krishna, his devotees, the deities, everything's maya. That's what mayavad is. People think, oh, it's monism. That's, it's not, monism is another thing. It's an aspect. But mayavad means the philosophy of saying that everything is illusion, including the deity, the murti, the devotees, everything. 
individuality. So there's no prospect or possibility for service because there's not a served and a servant. And Guru Maharaj points out the innate, inherent hypocrisy of those who subscribe to this idea. He said, interestingly, although they're trying to promote the idea that uh, of oneness, of um, he said that they revere their guru. But why, why should you even do that if everything is one? And whom are you revering? And I, I recall when I was uh, in Los Angeles and I heard that the world's leading authority, so-called, on Hinduism, was this British um, scholar named A.L. Basham. And before there was Wikipedia and the internet, there was encyclopedia. So in the encyclopedia, if you look up Hinduism, they had what he wrote. So he was the so-called, you know, world's leading authority on that. But my observation, the observation of others, we saw he, he was sort of like a closet, a closeted devotee. He actually liked Krishna, Vishnu, that side of uh, the spiritual equation. So he said once at his talk, he started talking about oneness, what John Lennon was mocking in the song, I am the walrus, as I am he, as you are he, as you are me, and we are all together. So A.L. Bannon said, I don't know if I want to be you. <laughs> so I thought, in one sentence, he summed the whole thing up. I don't know if I want to be you. So for the devotees, it's not just a question of uh, maintaining individuality, but in the words of Narutam Thakur, kaivalyam narakayate. They think of that type of oneness where individual personality is eliminated that precludes the possibility of there being any service, of there being the served and the servant. And the whole aspiration of devotees is to achieve service. So, uh, but to deal with what you said, uh, the revealed truth, I wanted to mention this before, a saying that Srila Guru Maharaj heard when he was a child, which was, avritir sarva shastranam bodhadapi guriyasi, where it said, interestingly, that it's not as important to understand the meaning as to go on repeatedly hearing. And the reason I mention this is because on the surface, it runs contrary to Guru Maharaj's normal way of interpretation. 
normally he's interpreting on the side of you know, blind faith, as a diseased faith, understanding. He's noted for his use of examples, graphic illustrations to make clear so many points. So when he heard this, it took him some time to grasp that and said, more important than understanding is repeated hearing. Amnaya, this divine sound vibration that's coming down in the form of primarily the scriptures and the devotees who are living scriptures. So with the accumulation of Sukriti, Agyata Sukriti, Gyata Sukriti, Shraddha, Ado Shraddha, Tatasaru Sangha, Bhajana Kriya, Taton Arta, Anarta Nivriti, Taton Nishta Ruchi, Tata Tata Shakti, Tato Baba, Tata Prema Bhyundanshati. Rupa Goswami is describing the sequence. So Srila Guru Maharaj, he points out, and adding the two before, Agyata Sukriti, Gyata Sukriti, with the accumulation of Sukriti, and by this we don't mean punya, like ordinary pious credits, but Nitya Sukriti means a connection with the Nirguna plane, right? with the divine plane of Krishna consciousness on any level. With the accumulation of the effects of that, it manifests as faith. So this is not merely a, the transfer of information. I remember when I um, first began reading Srila Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, I was very eager to share that with all of my friends. And so I was buying more than one copy, giving people books, things like that. But one friend lived, uh, uh, I was in New Jersey at the time, this friend was in Chicago, so I was talking to them on the phone. And so they went out and bought Bhagavad Gita and came back and we're having another conversation. And he's saying, I'm not getting the same thing you're, you're talking about. And I thought, no, how is that possible? It's, so, it's clear what's being said. And he said, no, well, I'm reading it. And, saying another thing. And then, you know, I, I couldn't understand how this could be possible. So I said, we're talking about, you know, the Bhagavad Gita as it is, right? A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami said, no, I've got this Penguin classic here by Juan Mascaro. And I went like, oh, now I understand why you say, I'm not getting the same thing you're getting. So only the devotee interpreter in the Bhagavad Gita. Where does this idea come from? From Krishna. Bhaktosime sakacheti. What does he say of Arjun? Two qualifications here. You're my bhakta, my devotee. And saka, saka means friend. Your friend, my friend, my dear friend, and you're my devotee. So the Gita Rahasya, the secret of all of this, will be revealed to you. And what's the inverted implication? That if you're not friendly towards Krishna, you're not devoted to Krishna, 
then it will all remain a mystery or confusing or inaccessible. That's the beauty of the whole thing, that um, a, in Gurudev's words, you know, a simple-hearted Vaishnava can grasp the meaning, whereas uh, an advanced scholar, academician, is perplexed. It's inaccessible to them. So those devotees, what, what shall they do? Hear, go on faithfully hearing, faithfully hearing, repeating, sravanam kirtanam vishnu smaranam parasen, archanam bandhanam, Sravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Parasevanam Archanam Bandhanam Dasyam Sakyam Atmani Vedanam. It's interesting with regard to Ambarish Maharaj, because when I say we need to do this, you can't hire somebody to do this for you or uh, subscribe to neuro linguistic programming. It's means like you're going to make a tape. Put the tape on before you go to sleep at night, wake up in the morning and be Krishna conscious. You know. <laughs> your surrogate, you can't have a surrogate. Not your child, your disciple, your friend, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife. Addo arpita paschad kriyeta. We have to do this. So, Ambarish Maharaj, it says, Sabai Mana Krishna Padara Vindeo, Bachamsi Bai Kunta Gunanu Varnani, Karo Harer Mandira Marjanadishu, Shutim Shat Kata Katodaye, Chakara Sat Katodaye. Normally, we have the example of a king or someone in a high position. They're hiring someone to do the puja, someone to do the reading, someone to do all of the different activities. And they're fully absorbed themselves in the affairs of the kingdom, the management. But Guru Maharaj points out with Ambarish Maharaj, just the opposite. He delegated surrogates to run the kingdom and do everything, and he did the puja the archan, the vandanam, the da- he did all the different spiritual activities that he did personally. And he deputed the mundane activities, not the inverse. So, uh, to go on, oh, faithfully hearing. We hear that when Mahaprabhu is traveling to South India, came to one place where uh, people were mocking one simple-hearted devotee. He was illiterate. He cannot read, but he has Bhagavad Gita. And the order of his guru is should read Bhagavad Gita every day. But he doesn't know how to read. But he has faith in the order of guru. So he's there like, 
And people are going, what are you doing? Because <laughs> they know he can't read. And they're, they're saying, this person is such a fool. They're mocking him mercilessly. But Mahaprabhu comes and sees this and asked the man, he said, what are you doing? He said, oh, my Guru Dave told me I shall read Bhagavad Gita every day. Uh, unfortunately, I'm illiterate, but I'm trying to follow the order of my Guru. <laughs> Talk about not knowing. And Mahaprabhu said, I see that, but, but I also see sometimes you're shedding tears. Why is that? And he said, well, as I'm here turning the pages, I'm thinking, how merciful Krishna is. How much he loves his devotee. So, Senayor, Senayor, Ubayor, Api. Rata has Achuta. Ratamachuta, where just a simple line, uh, Arjuna says to Krishna, uh, draw my chariot between the two armies, Achuta. I was thinking, the infinite Supreme Lord, he's come under the control of the finite. He's become Arjuna's charioteer. Normally, we would think the Lord is riding the chariot, and like Daruka and Dwaraka, he has a chariot driver. But here, Krishna has become the chariot driver of Arjuna. So, he said, so when I think about that, how much love and affection the Lord has for his devotees, it melts my heart and it makes me cry. And Mahaprabhu told all those people who were mocking him, he said, this man really understands Bhagavad Gita. You all think he's a fool. Actually, he understands the real meaning of the Bhagavad Gita Rahasya, the secret of the Bhagavad Gita. So, most of us know how to read. And we have the order coming down in our Guru Varga to every day we shall read something, hear something. And avritir sarva shastranam bodhadapi gariyasi. We may not understand. Trying to understand the infinite. Sometimes Guru Maharaj would say, is it not a ludicrous proposal? We're the finite trying to understand the infinite. Or in the Vedic saying, like a dwarf trying to catch the moon. And interestingly, they don't say just like a person trying to capture the moon or a small person trying to capture the moon. They say a dwarf trying to capture to underscore the absurdity. So a dwarf trying to capture the moon, the finite trying to capture the infinite. Then we come back to the original proposition to... If the infinite wants to make himself known to you, nayamatma pravachanena labhyo namedayana bahuna srutena tome vaisha vinute tena labhyas 
Tashaisha Atma Divranute Tanum Swam. The Upanishads say, not, you won't get that by pravachan, pravachan means so much discussion. Namedaya by being very intelligent. Bahuna Srutena, so much hearing. But when the Lord consents to reveal himself to you, then it'll become known. Tashaisha Atma Vibrinute Tena Lavyas. Tashaisha Atma, yeah. Vibrinute Tanum Swam. He reveals himself to whom he chooses, through whom he chooses. So then we'll say, what are we doing? One of the things we're doing, we say, we're reading for the pleasure of the deity. That's also seva. We're following the order of Guru and Vaishnav. Guru Maharaj mentioned Professor Sanyal saying, if I go to read the Bhagavatam on my own, it may be karma or vikarma. But if I read under the direction of Guru and Vaishnava, then it may be devotion. So we have some faith that by following the order of Guru and Vaishnava, Sadhu Shastra Guru Vaishnava, the Shastra itself, you can read in so many places in the Bhagavatam or in the Chaitanya Charitamritam. Kaviraj Goswami blessing the readers of some particular pastime of Mahaprabhu. Same thing in the Bhagavatam. Sukadev Goswami blessing the readers of some particular pastime of Krishna. Bhaikuntha Nama Grahanam. Our concern is that the quality of the sound, that it's spiritual sound, and that necessarily means descending revealed truth. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur and that Das Mool, which surfaces again in Jaiva Dharma, begins with the necessity of dealing with revealed truth. Srila Guru Maharaj, when he's chanting Gayatri, mentions that he prayed to each word, taking each word to be a person. That in the background of each word is its personification. He's praying to the personification of each word, each sound, that if you're so propitiated, please with me, you may reveal something to me. Stane stita shrutigadam tanuvan manovya. Srinvatam svakata krishna punya sravana kirtana. Hridyantastro hyabhadrani vidhunoti suhitsitam. In so many places that advise to begin the process of hearing about Krishna. The finite through the infinite agent shall begin to hear and gradually by the grace of our Guru Varga some impression comes to the heart and there's illumination. Pravishtakarna randrena svanam bhavam saro ruham 
Dunoti Shamala Krishna Shaliyasha Yatasharat. So the ear, the ear is the channel to the heart. <clears throat> Other question? Also from Russia, it's a question. Uh, it's about the similarity between Srila Gurudev and Srila Sarasvati Thakur. So the day after Gurudev took sannyas, Srila Srida Maharaj said, Srila Govinda Maharaj has a deep conception, deep theistic understanding. He did what, what was that? Theistic understanding. Oh, deep theistic understanding? Yes. Yeah. And he did, didn't meet our Guru Maharaj, Srila oh. Sarasvati Thakur, yeah. but it seems as if they met. Yeah. So what did Srila Srida Maharaj mean by this? And even though they have very different, unique styles of yeah. preaching, so what is the similarity between? That's an interesting point. And when we deal with all the great Vaishnavas. And what comes to mind is Baladev Vidyabhushan in uh, his sloka expressing some appreciation for Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami. Govinda Vidamandirasira Padam Hastasti Ratnadivat. It's very Interesting. Well, I should preface this by saying Guru Maharaj once said to Saraswati Thakur, Sanatana Goswami concludes Krishna Lila in one way, Rupa Goswami concludes it in another way. And they're both, we take them both to be sarvagya or uh, omniscient. So what do we do when one omniscient uh, disagrees or, you know, contrasts what they've expressed, contrasts another omniscient? And Saraswati Thakur's answer was, he said, it is adhoksaja, means uh, beyond what we can perceive with our mind and senses. That's one of Krishna's names. In fact, it's one of his favorite names in the Bhagavatam, adhoksaja. Savai pum som puro dharmo yato bhaktir adhoksaja. In many places, the word adhoksaja is meant. Adha aksaja. Aksaja means sense experience or what you can see, know with your mind and senses. Adha aksaja means that Krishna, as we were saying in the verse previously, when he consents to come down, then automatically mundane sense experience is suppressed. Not the inverse, that we will suppress mundane sense experience and have a Krishna conception. Rather, Krishna reveals himself, Nama Rupa Guna Lila, and automatically the senses are uh, suppressed. So, when we uh, think of these great Vaishnavas, we have Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Saraswati Thakur. In one sense, they're very different. Right? Sometimes it's pointed out how, and relatively speaking, comparatively speaking, Bhaktivinoda Thakur's style is more simple. And Saraswati Thakur's style is almost calculated to be 
complex. Growers will say, why? When someone brings up this point, he said, yes, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is comparatively simple, but also easily misunderstood. And we see people uh, quoting books of Bhaktivinoda Thakur in an apparent attempt to give support to Sahajiaism. That never happens with Saraswati Thakur. <laughs> it's impossible. You can't find anything written by him that you could misinterpret and think it's telling you something else. It's, it's virtually impossible. And these Krishna, high things, Krishna consciousness is not only a high thing, it's the highest thing, confidential things. He's dealing with them so cautiously that you cannot get the wrong idea. So, but they're both describing the same thing. So in that sloka, Baladeva Vidyabhushan said, Govinda Krishna is like a jewel. Right? In the palm of Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami. So Govinda in the palm of Rupa Goswami is rotating the jewel. And you know when sparks coruscating flashes of brilliance, facets from the gem, you know how a gem is cut? And if you rotate it, light flashes from that. So he's saying, Rupa Goswami is rotating the jewel in one way, and certain types of illumination is coming. Sanatan Goswami in another way, another type of illumination. But it's both from Govinda, the jewel Govinda, Krishna. So, when Guru Maharaj is saying this about Srila Gurudev, he's not comparing their style, his style with the style of Saraswati Thakur, or his persona with the persona of Saraswati Thakur, but he's talking about the substance of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, that 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 Srila Govinda Maharaj, Srila Gurudev, he has the substance that Srila Saraswati Thakur came to give in this world. That's what he's detecting in him. So much so that one would take him to be a direct disciple of his. Because only through him do you get this type of thing. This is when Mahaprabhu is traveling in India and he meets the so-called Shanorya Brahmin. And this verse comes that Guru Maharaj used to quote where he says, Madhavendra Puri Sambandha Darajani. When you see this type of depth of love for Krishna, then you must, I can understand you have some connection with Madhavendra Puri. Otherwise, you couldn't be like this. These sort of feelings could not descend in your heart and be expressed by you. So by what I observe, I know there's a connection with Madhavendra Puri. Right? And what does Madhavendra Puri mean here? Means uh, Radha Baba Duti Subalita Mahaprabhu, this conception. Uh, the Krishna enveloped in the heart and halo of Srimati Radharani. 
So, and Mahaprabhu, he is that. And he's seeing substantial Krishna Prem of the highest level. Mahabhavs, Rupini, Radha, Thakurani. He knows this only Mahaprabhu is carrying that. And Madhavan Rupuri, as exhibited at his disappearance bed when he gave vent to the heart expression of Srimati Radharani and Ayi Dina Dayadranatha He Maturanatha Kudavalakshase. That sloka, which Kaviraj Goswami identifies as the supreme sloka of Rasa Kavya. It's deceptively simple. Talk about in the beginning about things being hard to comprehend. This is reverse incomprehension. It is apparently so simple and cannot be uh, penetrated by those who are not qualified. We can't express what is there, but we could say one thing is that it, separation is at the heart of the matter. And for someone to say, how can I go on in the absence of you? Adarshanam marmahatam korotuba. Real Krishna consciousness is measured in the inverse. In the absence of Krishna consciousness, what will we do? When we recognize within ourselves an absence of Krishna consciousness, what do we do? Do we retreat? Do we give up? Do we seek another shelter? Srila Guru Maharaj said, if in recognition of your own lack of Krishna consciousness, absence of Krishna consciousness, you realize that still you have no other shelter and no other target than you know, the holy lotus feet of Krishna serving through his entourage. He said, then you might just be a devotee. <laughs> which there's nothing higher, greater than that. When Ramananda, Sambad, Mahaprabhu, their discussion, says there is no greater fame than being a reputed devotee of Krishna. It's understandable. All other famous uh, Illusion, a delusion, right? the so-called name and fame of this world. That's why Rupa Goswami says in Baba Bhakti, man shunyata, there's no ego on the, for the devotee. They don't, there's nothing in this world they could care about. Vaishnavi pratishtatate koronishta. They care, one pragmatist philosopher says, we should care about those whose opinion ma matters. Right? We should care about those whose opinion matters. And by that he means everybody in the world. He's saying, we don't know if these divine people exist or not. <laughs> He's a heavy atheist, actually. He's saying, we don't, you don't know and I don't know. Come on, we don't really know. 
but you, I know you and you know me, and we're, so that we'll, you know, express what you feel, I express what, and we'll work something out. We'll become more empathetic with each other because your opinion matters and my, we don't know what their opinion is. I mean, do we? Really? Do you know what Indra's thinking right now? <laughs> or Brahma, or Shiva, well, actually, they should read these books that we were talking about that are so hard to understand. Muhyanti <laughs> Atsuraya. And we'll find out what Indra's thinking, Brahma's thinking, Shiva's thinking. Actually. Vaishnavi Pratista Tate Koronishta. We care what the devotees think. And the devotees say, How are you? The answer is, As you keep me, you know how I am. I've told many times that when I ask Mongol Maharaj, Maharaj, how are you today? I don't know. He knows the answer to this question. That's why he's saying that. Or on a good day, he might say, okay, I think. He, and he knows the answer to this question is, the Vaishnava should say to the other Vaishnava, as you think of me, that's how I am. That's one reason why we don't like to offend our friends. Because if we believe all these things, and I think we do, I hope we do, we're trying to, then if our friends aren't, <laughs> don't like us, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it was Oscar Wilde, but some that it's very Wildean about one, uh, this is British humor. They said of one man, they said, he has no enemies, but his friends dislike him immensely. <laughs> but he has no enemies, but his friends dislike him very much. So we don't want to be like that. We should concern ourselves with whose opinion matters, means the devotees. We care what they think. It does matter to us. Achuta Gotra, Krishna's family. So why did I say that? Because... Oh. Yeah. The devotee is everything. There's no Krishna consciousness movement without the, I mean, like Guru Maharaj saying, Father, if you say Father, then that means son or daughter, children. Otherwise, how Father? King means queen, kingdom. Like the uh, prince, what's his name? Harry? Or... The one who's right. Who's the one that's in America right now? Okay, and his wife is Kate, right? Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. Right? She's. Everyone cares about her. They're not talking about what he's wearing. 
<laughs> no one cares what he's wearing. And they don't care too much about him. Everyone's very excited about her, the princess. And the, I mean, she's only a princess because he's the prince. But everyone's like, what? At? There's this thing on the internet, like how the different faces she has shown since arriving. Smiling, this face. Now, everyone's focused on her. And what is she wearing? And how does she look? And how does she feel? It's a simple thing, actually. It's very natural. And Krishna consciousness is like that. There's Krishna, but then there's Radharani. We care more about her, what she's wearing. <laughs> is she smiling? Is she happy or not? And automatically Krishna's there. He's usually wearing, you know, uh, Tadidambara, uh, lightning yellow dhoti, usually. And because she has so much appreciation for Krishna, she's bringing others in connection with Krishna. Yadanu charita lila kana piyusha Sakrid Dadana Dvanva Adana Viduta Dharma Vinashta Sapari Griha Kutundam Dinam Utsrija Dina Bahuva Bahava Iha Vihanga Bhikkhu Charjam Charanti. She says by hearing about Krishna's qualities, uh, one drop of that type of nectar is so potent, it destroys all mundane connection. Bahuva, Bahuva, Bhikkhu Jarjam Charanti. She said, and then, like birds, birds, they take shelter in a tree, and they like, they just live there. She said, actual devotees, they take shelter, like the tree is the description of the pastimes of Krishna. They just live there. That's where they live. They're happy to give. It, it doesn't appear to them that they've given up anything. Machchita, madgata, prana, bodhayantas, parasparam, katayas, katayas. Krishna says the devotees are actually feasting, talking about him. They're uh, drinking the nectar of descriptions of Krishna, of the pastimes of Krishna. And even Ramanti. <clears throat> so repeated faithful hearing of the pastimes of Krishna, well, some impression will come to the heart. 
Narada tells Vyas, when I chant the glories of Krishna, he appears on, on, on the lotus of my heart as if I called for him personally. Any other question? Uh, in Bhagavad Gita, there are mentioned four reasons for serving to the Lord out of fear, perspective, sense of duty, and the highest out of love. So why the sense of duty is higher than even the prospect of getting something and proceed it to love? Please tell more about where does this feeling come from? Where? Where does this feeling come from? Oh. Well, to keep it on the theme of what we're discussing, Kapila, Satam prasangam mamavirya sangvado bhavanti ritkarna rasayana akata tadjoshinad ashvabhavarka vartmani sradha ratir sradha ratir bhaktir anukramishyati Whatever we may do out of a sense of obligation, when we come in connection with genuine devotees who have some feeling, some genuine, not uh, mundane emotion, spiritual emotion, feeling, heart for Krishna, their talks are very powerful. Satam prasangam mamavirya sangvido, that type of association. And that does not awaken in the heart a sense of obligation or any such thing, but it awakens similar sort of feelings in the heart, similar sort of appreciation. Sraddha, ratir, bhaktir, it's said sequentially. Our faith, sadhu sangha satovare, our faith improves and with the association of superior devotees and improves to the degree of what they possess. That's the key. Not that it just gets better. It's the sort of love and devotion they have, that's what is awakened in the heart, the seeds of that type of affection. So that one becomes, here the word rati means attached, but this sort of attachment is good. Just the way that someone is attached to the mundane can also become attached to the spiritual. And when that ashakti attachment is there, then the next stage is bhava bhakti, spiritual emotion. Right? Spiritual heart is discovered, uncovered. In the beginning it says bhakti lata bij. Krishna conception, the concept the seed of Krishna conception enters the heart. Hearing from the agent of Krishna. Then some impressions coming to heart. Rishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur says it's not substantial as it is for the 
Maha Bhagavata, like Narada saying, when I chant the glories of the Lord, He appears on the lotus of my heart. But it's the seed of that type of revelation or uh, manifestation. The seed of that is there. Even in the neophyte, some touch, taste, connection with that. And that awakens a sense of prospect. That's why Srila Guru Maharaj will say, if we properly perceive uh, the prospect of this, where, where it's going, that'll be sufficient to carry us to the next level. We won't be uh, premature, prematurely concerned with achievement, but rather modest, natural growth, not artificial, hot house ripening. So, yes, in the beginning, fear, right? biblical, like the end of the Old Testament, basically, do what I say, lest I smite thee from the face of the earth. People are afraid of God right? and the consequences of disobedience. But uh, how, how is Krishna conception parallel that? Gopyadade toyikritas kritagasidama tabad yate dushashu kalilanjana sambramaksham. Krishna is running from Mother Yashoda. He's afraid of her. And tears are coming down his eyes. He's wearing kajal, mascara. It's all running on his face. And he's running in fear from his mother. That's the difference. In one conception, the, the, so, the aspiring servitor, they're afraid that God is going to um, punish them. Krishna conception, Krishna is afraid of being punished by his mother, by his devotee. <laughs> so then Guru Maharaj said, who can you trust with that type of seva? Say, your seva is whipping Krishna if he misbehaves. Ek yashoda. She can be interested with that. But just knowing that such a possibility is there is astonishing. Kunti saying, this image is bewildering to my mind. Yad bibeti swayam bayam, that who fear personified is afraid of. That Krishna, he's running from his mother in fear. She's saying, this is very, totally bewildering, but so sweet and enchanting, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's captured me, this image. That's there. That's why hearing about Krishna is so potent. And hearing from the devotee, Kunti Devi is sharing with us what she finds uh, peculiar, peculiarly uh, irresistibly sweet and charming. And if we hear that, if we don't know anything, if we hear that, it may awaken something some little appreciation within us. Once a reporter from a newspaper 
came to Armat and, and, and America and was asking me so many um, uncomfortable questions, awkward questions. So I wasn't very happy about it. Then Mahayogi, who's coming soon, he entered the room and said there were two professors visiting who he wanted to show them a video of Guru Maharaj. And he was asking me to recommend one. And I knew them and I knew them by numbers. So I said, oh, show this one. He goes, oh, which one is that? And I said, the one where he's expressing, Mahaprabhu is saying, if I had a drop of love for Krishna, I would have died a long time ago. And he went, oh yeah, that one, that's really, he went downstairs. Now I'm left with the reporter. And I think, oh, back to these mundane, awkward, uncomfortable questions. And she said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure, ma'am. She said, why did that person say, if I had a drop of love for Krishna, I would have died a long time ago? <laughs> and I went, oh. So we could think that's some mysterious, inexplicable thing. It's very high. It's esoteric. It's, what, it's that and much more, so much more. But that expression from Mahaprabhu somehow captured her attention and interest. She wanted to hear more about that. She'd never heard anything like that. Guru Maharaj will remind us, when we hear about Mahaprabhu, we're hearing things that are not expressed anywhere in any uh, religious tradition and any theistic literature, anywhere. There's nothing like that, what is expressed by Mahaprabhu. So that person, just hearing that, having no background, no understanding of anything, that little, maybe there's some conceptual seed in there, attracted them their heart, something inside. And he said, well, what is it about it? I don't know. I just want to hear more. That's also a legitimate position. How are you? I don't know, but I want to hear more. I want to serve more. I want to try. That person who has, they'll be successful. When Mahabhnimai Pandit assumes the form of Varaha Dev and goes, knocks on Murari Gupta's door, Murari Gupta opens the door, and there's Mahaprabhu as Varaha Avatar. And he enters the house and there's a, a water jug in the corner and he lifts it up like the way Varaha lifted the earth. And Murari Gupta is astonished to see this pastime. And Nehemiah Pandit commanded, say, offer some glorification. And Murari Gupta saying, what can I say? I'm just a fallen soul. I have no capacity to properly glorify you. If your expansion, Anantashesh, with his thousands of divine serpentine mouths, has been singing your glories since before the beginning of time and has not yet exhausted one of your glories, what can someone like me say as a proper glorification of you? But that's the prayer. 
You understand? That is the prayer. That's from the heart. That's from the heart. I can't, that, they're saying I can't glorify you. Such a beautiful glorification they've given. It's, that, it's like that. Saying, I'm totally unqualified to do this. And then he makes such a beautiful prayer. We have to believe in that and take a step in that zone. <clears throat> Going faithfully, hearing, chanting, remembering, serving, associating. And Krishna will be merciful. Nityananda Prabhu, some mercy will come, some reassurance, some, something palpable, touchable, accessible, some nourishment for the heart to continue. <clears throat> Hari Hari Namo Krishna Yadavaya Namo